Oh, Kick 360 and the Tennessee Power Hour rolls on alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. A uh, little bit of NFL news. So, Jawan James was cut and waived, injured, non-football injury list uh, by the Denver Broncos. He has signed a two-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh, the discussion about players opting not to work out at a team facility and how it's going to screw over players. We don't know the, the financial details of this, but Jawan James... Uh, even though he has a serious injury, has signed a two-year agreement with the Baltimore Ravens. So that's really about 2022, right, probably. Right. Though they said he could potentially be ready at the end of this year, so PUP probably. Julio Jones is in Nashville. Titans putting this on their Instagram account. I doubt they delete this post, much like the Preds would, would simply delete it less than 24 hours later. This one would get better response, though. Julio Jones stepping foot off the jet, shaking hands and hugging John Robinson. He is in Nashville, Paul, presumably, for the physical that will yes. make the trade official. Well, the physical will make the trade official, but they also need to finish the money thing. So they can't officially have him until they officially have the room to fit his salary. So that's why it could be a day or two before they complete the deal officially. Were those cargo shorts that John Robinson was wearing? I can't tell. Can I've watched that, that video many times, and it looks like it's judge. a cargo short on one side and not the other. I was watching. One this is just like John shorts? Robinson to be so casual. He's in like there loafers with no socks and cargo shorts. But if you look closely, the left side looks like it's not a cargo short when you see it. And then when he turns, there's a very look. No, there's a cargo just, short. No, no, it's just something in the pocket. Uh, it's a phone. Okay, it's cargo. Short. No, it's not. Yeah, some, some <laughs> possibly some skull. <laughs> it's not. Pocket. It's not a cargo. Something. Short. Okay, good. I yeah. wish cargos were back. I'll raise yeah. my hand and say that. Well, I just, uh, I honestly it's didn't know because it looked like a one-sided cargo short. Like the other, it was like, what it's like I a mullet, like business Create up front, that. party in the back. Create it was that. business on the left side and cargo, cargo short party like, on the right. It's like admitting you like Creed or Nickelback. Like yeah. it's just like a cringeworthy statement. But I'm, look, I, I love cargo shorts and carpenter pants. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have them back at a moment's notice. Well, here's what we don't We'd love. We'd love to have a tweet back from the Nashville Predators. Yeah, here's what we don't love. Do we have the, the picture of this, Lance? Yeah. That we can show our viewers and tell our <laughs> listeners about? The Predators yesterday tweeted this just absolutely atrocious uniform of Julio Jones, a Preds NFL football uniform with a welcome to Smashville exclamation point on it. Um, I retweeted it from my own personal account at the Chad Withrow and said stop it yeah. to this. I looked at it today because other people were liking the tweet and noticed that the tweet was unavailable because the Nashville Predators have since deleted the tweet. Now the Predators are tweeting us saying they deleted it because of copyright issues. <laughs> yeah, right. It had nothing to do with the overwhelmingly negative response from pretty much everyone to this tweet. You took a big story, nationally and in Nashville, and you completely made it about you. This is clout chasing gone wrong, is what it is. The Preds are saying, we always support the Titans, which I'm sure is true. This isn't supporting the Titans. This is taking a great day for the Titans, and there, everything going on with them, and you took their player, put him entirely in Nashville Predators gear, and said, welcome to Smashville which is a Preds saying. You leached onto a story about another team and tried to make it your own. You got crushed for it. You deleted the tweet because you were cowardice 
and you came back a day later when an organization like us called you out and you're claiming copyright law, to which, Paul, you responded To which I said, said shouldn't a social media arm of a major professional sports organization be familiar with copyright rules? Uh, Davy Shepard with a great, great tweet who says, Keynes, can we get your ruling on this, on the decision yeah, to delete this tweet? The Keynes own them on social media. The Predator <laughs> social media arm is weak. Um, just, like their PR, social, just like their PR and media uh, relations And by department. the way, the Titan social media arm is also weak. Uh, let's get better social media. And, I, I mean, unless you want to see Taylor Lewan at the Y, uh, I mean at the zoo, I mean well, down at the end of the alphabet, Y, Z, W. Um, I, I just, I see other colleges, and heck, we've got a, an intern this summer, two of them. Uh, Sarah Triplett and Regan McCrossin that run sports social media accounts for their respective programs and schools that I feel like do a better job uh, than <laughs> what the National Predators are doing. And I'm sorry, I mean, you can get mad at the Carolina Hurricanes and what they do, but it's funny. It was hilarious. It's funny troll jobs done by them, and, and this was just... And don't delete stuff. Just stuff leave is it permanent. Th this was not going to be a story today for us or anyone if you just let the negative response lie. It was, it was a terrible tweet. We would have made a reference to it, moved on. Now you delete it, we call you out on the bad tweet and deleting it, and you're claiming copyright issues because of it? Come on. By the way. We're not stupid. By the way. And also, your audience is not stupid. This is patronizing to your audience. Which is why They're they responded the than way this. they did. Yes. The but only people responding negatively to us now are saying, oh, why does everything have to be a story? You know when people say, why does everything have to be a story? It's because they don't have any other response. Because they know it's dumb. <laughs> when someone says, why can't everybody just be nicer? It's because they don't have a defense for it. Your diehard fans have no defense for that atrocity, that war crime yeah. of a uniform you posted Julio Jones in. Where's that There's man no in the mask when we need him? This is somewhat shocking. We need that, that guy with the mask and the cape, Paul, that to come the, to their defense. Yeah, this is somewhat shocking that, that they... paid fan. Where's the <laughs> ultimate predator when you need him? This is somewhat shocking that the predator... <laughs> there was a bad tweet sent by my team. I'm here. Ulti to the rescue! dun dun dun, dun. Those checks cash, though, Paul. Sorry, Paul. This Continue. is somewhat shocking that the Predators' <laughs> PR arm is uh, knows who we are. Oh, yeah. Great uh, no, that the oh, Predators' social team knows who we are. They maybe should get together with the Predators' PR team, who uh, thinks the midday 180 is still on. Right. Um, so maybe you guys all ought to get together and talk about what's gone on in Nashville, in, in the media industry in Nashville. To talk to each other and communicate about what's happening. Well, just to be honest with us. You know, you don't have to say it was copyright uh, deal. Just say Sean Henry didn't like the negative response. It's it's that simple, um, and and you had to delete the tweet. But since you don't know who we are, here's my proposal, and perhaps one of the production assistants could take care of this. Clip this segment, and we will deliver it by Twitter, email, whatever means necessary, directly to the Nashville Predators. Yes. We will. Hand I'm it. Paul Kuharski. This is Chad Withrow. Jonathan Hutton, we used to be on a local radio station in Nashville. You knew us then. We laughed, and we're OutKick360. Now we have some thoughts about you, your team, and your social media on. That's right. By the way, we also have, right now, probably anywhere between 20 and 25 times the amount of viewers <laughs> as that former employer. So just so you know, that's the audience that you're saying no to. 
But please continue to throw all of your guests and all of your people on AM radio stations. Well, I'll be happy to dive a layer or two deeper with the audience that they're saying no to. Uh, if, if they continue to act like we don't deserve a response to request to their franchise. I think uh, a lot of their season ticket base would be very interested yes. in that. Yes, including and, uh, friends of ours who have been longtime season ticket holders. Yep. For them and us. Um, Paul, Aaron Rodgers, we, we should tie in the discussion of the Julio Jones trade to Aaron Rodgers because we had the, the discussion last week with, with McClain. We, we feel like Julio Jones was going to get traded sooner rather than later. Aaron Rodgers, this is going to play out some to the point where I think Peter King wrote this morning in his weekly column for NBC that he, he would still bet on the side of Rodgers not playing, but not playing period is where he would place his bet, not, not just not playing for the Packers. He doesn't see the Packers trading him. Um, and then he outlined a scenario where he could see Rodgers actually coming back to play for the Green Bay Packers, which includes a, a long list of different things. But one of those things that was thrown out there was agreed that you're, you're having a swan song season and you're trading him a year from now. That makes sense to me. I don't, I don't know if uh, you know, the Packers would have to, to come back to him again and concede on some level, but that makes a lot of sense. Because that's what the Packers ideally would want anyway. They're ready to move too early instead of too late, which is a good thing, generally speaking, but not with the Hall of Fame quarterback who, who's still got plenty left, seemingly. A part but they've, of this, though, they've rolled their dice with Jordan Love. So say, hey, look, let's play this year without incident, and we will trade you next year to one of, Peter King says, four teams that, right. that you give us. You know, provided that one of them wants you, and and we'll make a clean break. That idea, though, that you you agreed to trade him a year from now, I think that's that's why Rodgers is wanting action now because he sees the writing on the wall, and that he is going into the last year prior to them having to figure out what they're going to do with Jordan Love and the fifth year option. Right. So he doesn't want uncertainty a year from now. This would right. give him some level of certainty a year now. Is this satisfactory certainty? That, that's a reasonable question. But it seems like a much neater way of taking care of things as compared to Favre's way. Though Favre's thing was the constant retirement threat, and that's not what Rodgers is doing here. Guys, if it's okay, we have a parlay to get to mm -hmm. when we come back. But also, I'd like to get into something that I find far more interesting than actual college baseball discussion, and that is discussion of coverage of college baseball. Network. And some things I saw over the weekend. That's all straight ahead on OutKick 360 across the OutKick network. Hang with us. OutKick 360 across the OutKick network. Lance Lee at the controls today. Jacob Swanson with the day off. David Reed is the chairman of the board. Shout out to Becca Risley and Sleepy Danny for making the show happen down the hall as we broadcast live from Blackbird Studios. Studio G in Nashville, Tennessee, the Blackbird Academy. Over 14,000 square feet of rehearsal space available for you right here in Nashville. And if you're wanting to go to school for studio engineering, audio engineering, if you want to hit the road or if you want to be in-house, they can teach you. You can learn all of those things right here, hands-on experience at a premier studio in Music City, Blackbird Studio. Uh, the McBrides do a fantastic job. They're full staff, unbelievable. Uh, we're in one of nine state-of-the-art studios each and every day, and we appreciate them being the home for OutKick 360 
Monday through Friday at noon Eastern. Chad, your discussion point on broadcasts for two of the top teams in the country, Tennessee and Vanderbilt, on on TV this weekend. Yeah, so I actually, um, first off, this is always, this time of year is very fun for me, and it's uh, it's entertaining. Uh, Not the college baseball per se, but Vandy fans' obsession with whether or not I'm watching college baseball at any given (laughs) second of my day. And uh, I'm going to give you a, a first example of this tweet. I saw some Vandy fan on Twitter tweet out when Tennessee was down 8-5, to five, did Rick Barnes take over Vols baseball? Yeah. Which is a somewhat entertaining tweet. So I saw where Tennessee won on the walk-off Grand Slam, which made for great theater and great video shots of that happening and noise. And I retweeted and said, Rick Barnes and man running Vols baseball beat Wright State to open an NCAA tournament. So there's that. This initiated a response from Vandy fans <laughs> saying, oh, look at Withrow getting his little yeah. big orange rocks off because Tennessee won a baseball game. And now all of a sudden he's a big baseball fan. I did not watch the game Friday night. Um, I watched the highlights of it. It was terrific. I think it was one of the Sports Center top plays also. I wish Tennessee well in everything because I attended that university. And I want them to do well. I hope they go on and win a college baseball national championship. I don't begrudge anyone that roots on their college baseball team or gets passionate about college baseball. Never have, never will. I'm all for Vandy fans wanting to have a great college baseball program and being excited about winning SEC and national championships. I'm all for Tennessee fans being excited about being the number three seed nationally and being excited about their baseball team. I'm all for these things. My argument has been simple throughout, and that argument is that College baseball is incredibly niche, and it's not going to go into the mainstream until there's better television coverage. Television coverage and putting things on TV is dictated by eyeballs and what people will watch. Example, the Women's College World Series way outrates NCAA tournament men's baseball games. There are often times, and most of the time, in fact, where Women's College World Series will outrate the Men's College World Series. That's why those games are all on the ESPN family of networks. I send out another tweet later in the weekend about that lack of coverage on television. Every Tennessee baseball, even Tennessee baseball, understands that college baseball will never grow out of a niche audience and into mainstream until more games are on actual TV. Now, I screwed up one part of this. Vandy was on ESPNU Saturday night. I was out of town in a hotel did not have ESPNU, looked up, looked for both games. Neither were on actual broadcast television. This then initiates a response from hipster journalist dudes out there that want to inform me about media and how media works. And they want to tell me that TV of 10 years ago is not TV of today and that everything is going digital and that someone that's staking their career on OTT in digital should understand that. I don't need your lesson in media. I understand damn media. And here's what I also understand. If Fox Sports 1 comes in and says, hey, Outkick 360, you're going to be on TV now. We would welcome that. (laughs) Why? Because being more places are better than being less places. Let me repeat this for people that don't understand math or media. More better than less. Is the future digital? Probably. That's why we're here. But it's also a reason that we're going to be on radio 
And if television comes around, we're going to say yes to that. It's a reason why podcasters say yes to guest radio hits, because they want to be everywhere. College baseball is not sitting around in their den saying, you know, these journalists that seem to only care about themselves and what they do only want to watch digitally. So that's where we want to be. Tennessee baseball is tweeting that out. Why? Because they want to be on TV. And not a single game of the number three national seed for an entire weekend was on television. Meanwhile, there are track meets on ESPN2 with former interns of ours on ESPN before the damn number three national seed is on TV. That is an indictment of the media coverage of your sport. And it's not going to get better until that changes. I understand media better than most of you. Understand, <laughs> this is a very simple concept. And in this... Uh, this whole we want to make ourselves look smarter than the other person we disagree with, we take very simple matters and complicate them. This is simple. More media, better than less. Television and digital, better than just digital. Hey, if it's TV and no digital, if you had digital, that's also better. These are very simple concepts that too many people cannot seem to grasp. And I don't get it. Also, listen, there's ease of access with TV still. You, most people turn on the TV at night. Now, through the TV, they might go to Netflix and that stuff. But first and foremost, for live sports, you turn on the TV. I think that we would also could just do a lot better job of understanding that not everyone is like us. And I'm saying that in the universal us, like whoever you are. Right. right. Like Because you cut the cord and because you watch things digitally only, doesn't mean that um, the family in Hohenwald, Tennessee, or Dalton, Georgia, or uh, you know, name a Rapid City, South Dakota, doesn't watch on television. So there's still a value for TV. There, there's a reason. TV is becoming, and I've said this a lot, it's becoming live sports and news. Now that's the value. To, but what did I say first? Live sports on TV still has an enormous value. It's got an enormous value to college baseball, to English Premier League soccer, to you name it. It's better to be on TV than not. U.S. soccer Mexico was huge in my house last night. I know it's not huge in a lot of houses. I know it wasn't big in what either What channel was this house. on? It was on CBS Sports. But it's still on which TV. Which is fine. It's a TV channel. I right. mean, I can That's say, uh, you know, and I don't need to know what channel. I can say U.S. soccer, and in my remote control, it puts it on. Yeah. It's just, it, it amazes me that um, we seem to in an effort to try to prove ourselves smarter than the next person, sometimes make really dumb arguments about something that's very simple. And by the way, the like, I, don't, I, don't need to be, I don't need to be taught about digital media and where things are headed. There's still a value for being on television, especially if you're a live sporting event. And the University of Tennessee understands that. Our guy David Beauclair took me to the Vandy game on Sunday, uh, Saturday night. We had a big time, caught up, hadn't been out in a long time. I enjoyed the game. It's really long, and the, and the college softball product is a very nice, compact TV product. It really is. It's a good TV product. College baseball is a very long TV product. It's yeah. not a neatly packaged uh, thing, I would, I would say, in terms of why the women's game does well. 
Well, and again, um, by the way, the tweet by Tennessee Baseball and a lot of their tweets this week, far better than anything the Preds have produced <laughs> in over a year on any of their social media channels. So I may look to the college game for some of your social media people. Uh, in fact, I would argue that our interns in this room right now would do a far better job than what you've been doing. So look to them because it was clever and it was funny. They're not doing that just as it's a joke, but there's some truth in that joke. If you're the number three national seed, you would think you know one of your games might be on ESPN News or ESPNU or ESPN2 uh, over the course of a weekend. And that, that just goes back to this does not make the sport bad. If you love the sport, love it. If you're into this run by Vandy or Tennessee or Arkansas playing uh, Nebraska tonight to go to the Super Regional, whoever your team is, I'm not sitting here telling you what to like or not like. I'm simply telling you why we don't spend a lot of time on our shows talking nuts and bolts college baseball stories. About to get to our final thoughts on Julio Jones to the Titans. First, though, the 360 parlay through FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com slash OK360. If you're a new subscriber, you can bet up to $1,000. Get $1,000 cash back in site credit. $1,000 in site credit back in a risk-free bet for your first-time bet. If you're already subscribed, join us for the 360 parlay. It's time to go $5 tonight on the wager, plus $355. $1,777 is what we plan to win tonight with Paul's Parlay. Here you go, boys. Uh, James Harden is out tonight for the Nets. Hamstring problems. We're going Bucks money line. Like it. And Giannis. Uh, and Giannis, not, we trust. I'm not a Red Our Sox box. guy. You know that. But Nick Pavetta in his last three starts, last four starts, has struck out nine, nine, eight, and seven. Uh, the Miami Marlins strike out the fifth most in the league, 9.78 times a game. We're going over six and a half strikeouts for Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta of the Red Sox, over 6.5 strikeouts. Bucks, money line to win tonight against the Nets without James Harden. I want the Marlins worried about their launch angle tonight against the <laughs> Boston Red Sox. I want them going to the plate, worrying uh, about the lift and the just completely... Just look over the spin rate. I don't even want that measured tonight by the Boston Red Sox. I just want the launch angle. Work. Yankees had won a ridiculous team. number of home games in a row against the Red Sox and just flushed that down the toilet and got swept. I want now uh, Major League Baseball themed T-shirts that say "Worry about your launch angle." <laughs> that uh, chicks dig the launch uh, angle. Chicks yes. dig the spin rate. <laughs> it's all about the launch angle <laughs> with your team colors. On the shirt. Hey, by the way, Ultimate Predator has chimed in oh. on this. Uh, oh. I, I, I'm this guessing event. he's against us. Oh, I want to no, get, no, get that, Paul's response. He's chimed in because he's on the clock right now. Well, Go ahead. Paul is, <laughs> Paul is the journalist with a capital J of this group. We've had, so, by the way, great response on Twitter today and with viewership. This is probably going to be <laughs> one of our best days yet. So thank you to our audience out there. It's been great. So much so I'm having to scroll down so much to try to find. Oh, here it is. Uh, here we go. He's he's tweeted a bunch of times, so let me let me get to a few of them. Um, and now my computer is locked. All right. <laughs> Here's what he said. <laughs> Screw ultimate predator. Let me let me let me paraphrase what he said. He said, "Do not worry about these jokers because they are wannabe journalists and they don't do their research. They did not do their research on me, and they did not do their research on this tweet and the copyright reason as to why they took it down." Paul, you are the journalist of this group with a capital J. Your response to Ultimate Predator. 
Well, I mean, uh, let's stop giving this guy. Any Speak to eye. this mascot. <laughs> You're a mascot. Speak to this Preds employee. Now he showed you the contract. He's an employee you of the team. Us a contract. <laughs> we are said. We're speaking to the Preds. Remember, Paula, you, when you talk to the host or hostess or server, you're saying, "I'm speaking to the company." Yeah, I speak. You're the representative. I speak to you're the now speaking to the Preds. So I speak to Sean Henry here. This guy says he's an employee of your organization, and uh, I, I, I can only. Speak to you through your employees. This guy is doing a very poor job of representing your organization. And he's insulting me, suggesting that I'm not a professional journalist. I'm, I'm a 25-year guy who's covered the NFL. I'm a pro football Hall of Fame voter. Take that, Mr. Mascotio, with your wrestling mask guy. I'm not questioning your ability to be a professional fan, making an ass out of yourself. You're excellent at it. We really should have taken him up on uh, having that. Uh, I can't even remember the company that was touting him, trying to get him on the show. Oh yeah, and then just had another fan. Your you know, your company, gimmick infringement. Your <laughs> corporate company that you're linked to somehow, embarrassingly for them, was begging for us to have you on. It was like a, it was like a Capital One ultimate fan competition amongst all NHL. It was something. What do you think this guy does? The now? company the company was fine. It was uh, the request was idiotic. That anyone of note would want to have one of these fans this on their guy, show. This guy season is over. He's taking his mask off. What do you think he does now until training camp? Begins? Here's here's one of the tweets. Whatever the Preds want. He's home crying, watching the Canadians Whatever the Preds tonight. Want. You'll enjoy this, Paul. How about instead of jumping to conclusions and trying to get clout off it, ask someone. I mean, it's not that hard. Y'all still haven't asked me about my history with the Preds after clout seeking on me, a nobody. Y'all are a bunch of clowns. Not that I'm shocked. Dude, you Here's don't clout seek off nobodies. Well, what am I clout seeking? Again, let me. The, he's claiming we were clout seeking off of a nobody. Him. Here's what we did. He posted a picture of a contract. And when arguing with people about barstool sports and going after Preds fans and using foul language to, to describe Preds fans and, and begging begging Lawan to to bring him on uh, or begging Lawan to if he needs some some pub or something on the podcast to give him a shout yeah needed, doing, needed needed help with the beers or something doing all these things but he tweets out a picture and he says who does a podcast through Barstool he said I'm a Preds employee and he tweeted out the contract we simply retweeted his tweet this was not some journalistic investigation you tweeted a contract that you're a Preds employee and when we asked how you're a Preds employee, you then said, well, message me. And our response was, no, you tweeted your contract. You can talk to us here. If you're willing to go on a public format and tweet out you're a Preds employee with a contract, then you can tell us whatever you want to there. It's very simple. Now I'm ending the show angry. Well, I'm, I want, I'm ending I the show talking day. about a story that matters uh, and a fan base that is ecstatic over what their, their team has done with Julio Jones. Uh, momentum shift. Uh, not just here uh, in the mid-state, but across the league. I mean, the, Paul, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the next biggest move across the NFL. The next biggest move NFL-wise this offseason was the San Francisco 49ers trading for Trey Lance up to number three. The Titans trading for Julio Jones takes the cake this offseason. Uh Probably the biggest story obviously I'd say the Patriots huge free agent uh, change of course and and uh, what they did as a candidate for one of the biggest well, stories the biggest of the offseason season deals Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson but out, out of right. actual transactions I, this I don't think it's a I think it's yeah. this for sure I, I mean and it's certainly one of the biggest and and that it comes now at a time where everything's quiet it's the biggest story in sports yes um, over these couple days r right now 
certainly on a, on a, a slow Sunday. Um, so, uh, you know, Titans in the, in the spotlight um, is, a, is a big deal. And, we will uh, national eyeballs will be on this team in a way that they aren't, even when the Titans are doing things that, uh, that deserve attention that they generally don't get. I don't know how people are going to avoid looking in on Julio Jones. Hard not to. Uh, with the way this offense uh, will run and the fact that you have an offense that returns players that help put up 31 points per game and a quarterback that, since he's been the starter, has put up 18 wins uh, on his resume with the franchise. A lot to discuss, more layers to get to throughout the week. Uh, We will do that throughout the Tennessee Power Hour, especially in regards to the Tennessee Titans, as we'll take you a layer or two deeper with the move to acquire Julio Jones and what it means for this roster setting up for the 2021 season. In the meantime, we hope you will hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. Download the podcast wherever you find the podcast. Our Linktree link can be found at any of those accounts in our bio. And it's as simple as going to YouTube.com and searching out Outkick360. We hope you'll subscribe to the channel. We go live every day at noon Eastern, post-exclusive content. And speaking of exclusive content, we have the debrief coming up uh, with Regan McCrossin with Jake Popoff. I'm joining them after the show. We'll wrap up today's show on Instagram Live. And if you missed Lit taking us behind the scenes for the Instagram takeover this weekend, go check that out as a part of some of the uh, content at Instagram as well. It was excellent. It was lit. It was lit. It was, Our it Instagram was, was lit. It was literally lit. Shout out to Lance Lee, who made the show happen uh, on the controls today. And, of course, David Reed, the chairman of the board. Becca, Sleepy Danny, thank you. We are back at it tomorrow on Outkick 360. Tonight, Outkick MVP, uh, 7.30 Central. Come chat. We'll hang out. We'll talk about uh, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and anything you want. In the meantime, please, don't block the box. Do lock the locks. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.